1: I will defy
3: time. And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQRS TV, WXYZ people, all the boot rockers around the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at sons of liberty and for our Muslim friends, I'm the impedel that Allah you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of and also sons of In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there's two videos there at the top of the screen. Um, Yes, I am live, but we are pre-recording. So this will look a little different for those of you when you go over there. Uh, But the one on the left, the video on the left side, is Bradley's show from the previous day. You can click on that and play it all up until 3 o'clock. Uh, this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. And then on the right side of the page is where we are. And all you got to do is click the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then um, you'll see a Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. Join us in the Rumble chat over there. By the way, we are streaming live on Rumble. Sons of Liberty Radio live is the channel. And then we're streaming also to com. top of the page there. DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, a variety of my public and private Facebook pages uh, you can find by my name and then also on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, look for The Real Tim Brow. Don't add the in and put a two in its place, and uh, you'll catch us over there. Right up under where we're streaming live is um, where you can sign up for our email newsletter. That goes out in the evening, 7 to 8 o'clock. Uh, Eastern time each day, and uh, you'll get all of the articles from me and Bradley and our contributors over there. And then also, if you want our ministry email, that goes out once a week on Saturdays, Uh, exclusive content on that. Uh, Go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can sign up for that on the front page there. If you'd like to help us stay out there and you agree with our message, um, we're on the internet, we're on the radio, we're on uh, out among the people there's a donate button at the top of sons of liberty media.com click on that and make a one-time donation or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty and we appreciate all of your support everybody who does that even if you even if you're not a financial giver if you're somebody who prays for us If you're somebody who listens uh, faithfully, a lot of people come in faithfully every day. You're in the chat, you're on the radio, or you're on any of the video platforms. We appreciate you very much. And also, our store is available. This week, we're highlighting Bradley's uh, Deadlock Drum Pad. This is nothing more than a metronome for drummers. Yes, they do make such a thing. And uh, these are normally $60. This week, only through Saturday at midnight you can get 20 bucks off of this by using the promo code drums20. Drums and the number 20, all one word. That gets you 20 bucks off, but that's only through Saturday night at midnight. So if you've been looking to get this for yourself or maybe somebody in your family that's a drummer, or I don't know, you want to give something to your kids to beat on. All- the stick, you can do that now, uh, and you can get twenty bucks off of it. Okay, so, but that's only through Saturday at midnight. And drums twenty does that. All right, it's right into the core Wednesday, and as always, we have with us the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn.
4: Well, good morning. Ah, there was there was my intro. Cool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I hit it a little bit late there, so I was going to let it do its thing. <laughs> that's
4: okay. That's absolutely okay. And it's good that you're playing that today because, you know, it's all about, we've talked about this before. It's all about the government intrusion. And what I want to try to do before we get into the progression of evidence that I want to show folks is I wanted to bring up the fact that, you know, my husband and I were watching a show the other night and it's about these, uh, Spies who were, have been implanted in America, and they're trying to pass themselves off as Americans and one of the people said You know, well, I, I had my little Stalin pin and I really miss having that because I knew that if I had my little Stalin pin I was going to be taken care of it if I was being taken care of everything was going to be okay, so when We think about government dependence here in America in 2022, especially through education. Remember, it is not so much about their control, Tim, as it is about hooking us up to their so-called supply of education so that you will actually be controlled. But when it's taken away, you're going to miss it. So when you hear something like the big phrase of, oh, you'll own nothing and be happy, you might begin to see that what I just laid out is the real agenda and how it's the, the attitude of, well, I really miss the simple, where I got, where the government took care of everything and I didn't have to. And this is precisely what uh, the the foundation for today's show is going to be built off of.
3: Okay. All right, let's get right into it then. Um,
4: Okay, then let's do this. Okay, okay. we're going to start off with the U.S. Committee of Education and Labor. This is from the House Republicans. This is a YouTube video that is uh, well over an hour, but we're only going to play about the first five minutes. We're going to start at like 1.48 and then go to 5.13. And I want you to listen to the way education is woven into the agenda.
2: Today, we are meeting to discuss the need to invest in prevention, to keep young people out of the justice system and on a path to success. Research shows that in recent decades, our communities have seen a steady decline in violence among young people, but unfortunately, too many juveniles continue to come in contact with formal court systems where they face detention or incarceration. And unfortunately, these systems are poorly equipped to address delinquency and actually they increase the chances of recidivism. This is especially true for youth of color. Black and brown youth are gravely gravely overrepresented in juvenile courts compared with white youth. Additionally, LGBTQ plus youth also face disproportionate rates of involvement in the juvenile justice system. Research shows that youth who identify as LGBTQ are twice as likely as their heterosexual peers be arrested and detained for nonviolent offenses. Although the juvenile justice system is intended to rehabilitate, not punish young offenders, data shows that the more a young person interacts with the juvenile justice system, the more likely they are to re-enter the system and struggle throughout life. I'm going to say that again. The juvenile justice system is intended to rehabilitate, not punish young offenders. Data shows that the more likely a young person interacts with a juvenile justice system, the more likely they are to reenter the system and struggle through life. That bears repeating. We know these outcomes can be avoided. With evidence-based prevention and intervention initiatives, we can limit juveniles' exposure to the system and effectively and efficiently address and reduce delinquency, recidivism, and crime overall. And that is why Congress established grant funding to help states and localities prioritize prevention and intervention through the Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention Act, or JJDPA. Prevention initiatives like after-school programs, bullying prevention programs, mentorship programs, they help keep young people out of the juvenile justice system and reduce both adult criminal careers and the likelihood of serious and violent offenses. This, in turn, can reduce the burden of crime in our society and, importantly, save taxpayers billions of dollars. For example, Multnomah County, in my home state of Oregon, like in many places across the country, youth of color experience exclusionary school discipline, disconnection from school, and a lack of educational attainment at disproportionate rates. One program that's helping to reduce violence is the Community Healing Initiative. This program is a partnership among Portland Opportunities Industrialization Center, Rosemary Anderson High School, Latino Network, and Multnomah County. It focuses on reducing the disparities faced by youth of color in the juvenile justice system through culturally appropriate services and education and workforce opportunities. The Community Healing Initiative works to eliminate disparities at the point of law enforcement involvement through its range of intervention and prevention programming, Including risk and needs assessment, needed services referral, and resources for gang violence affected youth and families. Simply put, prevention programs are proven to help youth lead meaningful lives outside of the justice system, and they also save taxpayer dollars.
3: Okay. So there we go. Lynn, I got a question for you. Sure, she says sure. Congress is doing all this stuff and this that and the other. Where is that in it's Article One?
4: It's not it absolutely. Makes it feel good, is.
3: but it's not there, is it?
4: It it absolutely is not. Now, when you heard the prevention, when you heard the intervention, think social and emotional learning. Think about how many shows we've done on this, Tim, to where it is getting a total reworking of how you think into what to think and pointing you right where to go instead of you going, hmm, I need to, to live the life that I was given the way that god leads me not the way the system is leading me but did you get confused with which system she was talking about because you know she was talking about the juvenile justice system then she was talking about the education system oh and yes we threw in industrialization and workforce did we not so which system remember this is a pipeline that they're saying oh yes we have a school to prison pipeline no it's because the government created it it's because the government feeds it it's because the government is trying to get them booked in to this we're going to take care of every need of yours and then when we yank it away you're going to come clamoring back to us because you just can't live without us so she did mention the community heals initiative and I want folks to see this because you need to see the public-private partnerships Which are total fascism, you need to see that this is not so much about giving Johnny and Susie a fighting chance at a quality education. It is about workforce minion training. Okay. So that is our next link. If you will go there. Okay. So you can see this is the website, got the smiling family, but it's not until you get into who is helping partner. Now she said this was a mix of, uh, industrial workforce and community services. And one of the Oregon, I believe it is one of the Oregon state departments is actually a partner of this. So if it's a state entity, Tim, how local can it possibly be if it's going to be passed off as community yeah it can't be it can't be but if you look at it that's what's happening and if you go to the job readiness aspect it will show you oh yes we're training all these people um, that was the link into atm it will t- it will show you that we're training shifts well there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do but if you're in this system do you really get a choice to be something other than a culinary expert or a chef and again it's all about their partners mm-hmm. and it's all about oh yes let's train you while you're still in high school instead of showing you uh reading writing arithmetic instead of showing you all the things that you would would be appropriate for a teen. no we're gonna hurry up to get them to learn so they can do what hurry up to learn Earn. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Yeah, learn to earn. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yep, Yep, that's it. Okay. So that's the job readiness aspect. They also are huge in this initiative, Tim, on what restorative justice is. And if you'll go to the link in two B, this is an article. I think we did a show on this is from uh, December of 2021 and this was where we laid out what restorative justice is and uh, let me see if I can get to that because there was a certain image that I wanted you to highlight so let me get there real quick and we'll look at that and let's see here I think it was all right let's see maybe it wasn't so much an image as it was the okay schools were never designed to be quasi mental health facilities teachers were never equipped to be the diagnosing mental health screening or overseeing the assessments and remember she was talking about high stakes assessments or screenings uh, overseeing for mental health issues students were never supposed to depend on the school system to take over the parental role yet every one of these overreaches has been taken place via the common core machine now it goes on to tell you that, uh, I think this was the one show we did where it was about, oh yeah, it was right after the, uh, the school shooting in Oxford there in Michigan. And we highlighted that Alice program where it was showing them to react in a, a spirit of fear rather than, um, okay, I need to protect. I'm going to, to, uh, Look at this gun violence and i'm going to to just kowtow in fear now it says here the image states that they used a collective mindset of restorative justice so what is restorative justice well according to the oxford high school student code of conduct it is achieved by assigning roles of the student parent and school leaders and if these roles are somehow confused or compromised tim discipline from the system has to come in and take over and it ties wow. back to the positive behavior interventions that anita hoag charlotte iserby myself and so many others have warned about so that's what the goal behind the restorative justice is but if you look at this community heals initiative it's all kumbaya and everything's fine
3: yeah when the exact opposite is true
4: well absolutely now our next resource now this is from the international prison fellowships restorative justice initiative so if you'll go to that website now i tried to see if since they were international if they were hooked into the united nations if they are i don't see it doesn't mean it's not there it's just i couldn't find it but it's awfully odd that their version of restorative justice and the un's are almost uh carbon copies is but this is it, this uh have, is
3: this tied with the chuck colson's outlet is this is outfit you
4: know, I, I don't know. It could be. I. It was very hard to find some information out about this group. So if you would, for those who cannot see the screen, if you would read that uh, plug right there for restorative practice.
3: Strengthening restorative practices and programs for prisoners, victims, and families of prisoners.
4: Right. Absolutely. Now, if you will go to their LinkedIn, which is the very next one that shows you the three core goals of restorative justice. Okay. Now remember this is from an adult aspect, okay? It will show you that there are three core elements. If you scroll down, you're going to see them and it's what? Encounter, repair, repair and
1: transform.
4: Mhm. Through whose eyes?
3: The system the beast.
4: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but if you look at the platform for the International Prison Fellowship, it's all through the funnel of Christianity or Christ-following. So, I beg to differ because I don't see scripture references for each of these. Because we we do find in scripture verses for encountering and restoring and and all these other things, but it is not to the tune of following to. A government system that manipulates you in return.
3: Yeah, and let's let's make it. I just pulled up this who here. I think you see the yes. page here. It was it is what? Chuck Colson's. Um oh, PFI. Okay. PFI was founded by Chuck Colson, former aide to U.S. President Richard Nixon, who came okay. to Christian okay. faith in the aftermath of the Watergate scandal. Now, the the problem with that is Chuck mm-hmm. Colson. You know, before his death, was involved in this ecumenical work, trying to bring evangelicals and Catholic Roman Catholics together. And saying so, okay. there really wasn't this this distinction, so I think this is very important in light of you know some of the shows we've done on Roman Catholicism. Uh, yeah. Since it's an antichrist, it, it's not a it's not a Christian. It's an apostate yeah. church. So yeah. therefore, this this kind of that has some bearing over what we're talking about here when they're saying we're mm-hmm. going to use Christian things. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, a Southern Baptist telling me, and this is what I came out with is mm-hmm. we're gonna support missionaries to go overseas and stuff, but they don't even have the real gospel sometimes. In fact, yeah. some of them is downright heretical as to what they're taking out there. So I think that's mm-hmm. important to point out.
4: Well, thank you so much for that. And if you would, go back to that website, because if you'll scroll further down past the three core values, there is a very short video that we need to share with the audience.
1: It's, yeah, right there. So if you'll click that button, because Woven this is gonna be- Woven the biblical narrative is the concept of Shalom shalom expresses god's vision for his kingdom where all people live in right relationship with god their neighbors and all creation we are all interconnected in a web of relationships when injustice and crime ripple outward it tears apart shalom and manifests itself in hurt people and broken relationships biblical justice goes beyond punishing someone for breaking the law instead it mends the torn netting of shalom it heals people and reconciles relationships prison fellowship international views justice from this perspective restorative justice has potential to transform lives to bring healing redemption forgiveness and reconciliation restorative justice helps restore shalom and create a healing community where all people even the most vulnerable and marginalized belong and flourish
3: okay
4: well you want to speak to that because i don't know about you but i saw several things that i'm like hmm so
3: well i think i think there is the principle that we teach that yet mm-hmm. it's almost like it it's wanting to keep away from a biblical justice now i think there's a restorative aspect obviously when you well, yeah. if you steal the bible says that you you have to restore that, no question about it, right. but if you're out there you're engaged in murdering somebody, okay, there's only one punishment for you, and that does that should be the thing that does solve or brings some closure to the matter for families and this that and the other. I get that mm-hmm. but uh but it seems like they're wanting that maybe i'm I'm reading this a little. Mm -hmm. more ecumenical for them knowing that it's prison fellowship but it seems like that they're wanting to try to have this restorative justice not just in the case of stealing but in in all aspects to where there is no justice did i miss something there
4: no no mm -mm. and that's what i wanted you to bring out because that was that was precisely the point okay so our next stop will be the united nations version of restorative justice Now this particular document will be available for you in the archives. It's over 126 pages. Education is mentioned 13 times, Tim, and we're going to get to We'll briefly visit those. But it will show you how the schools are going to be involved in the UN's version of restorative justice. Now, um, I cannot remember if it tells you before you download the document, Okay, it says here that it's inclusive, flexible, and a participatory approach to crime that can be complementary or an alternative to the conventional justice process, criminal justice process. It thus provides an opportunity to all affected parties, the offenders, the victims, their families, and the community to participate in addressing the crime and repairing the harm done by that Mm -hmm. okay so it's going to tell you the reason why they need to set this up tim is because if they can understand the root of your behavior issue they can oh they can help you restore not to what's good for you not what the bible says but what the system says the government system and in this case what the un dictates So just keep that in mind okay now as far as the document like I said it is in um, the archives for everyone that will be a download that you need but the pages that we will see are going to be now the PDF numbers are a little bit different than what I saw on the screen so on uh, page 33 the PDF will show it as 41 and it will show you as you progress through this particular document that, okay, this is what we're doing to youth. This is what we're doing to the entire uh, prison system, criminal justice system, because they do interconnect. And by the time you get to... Page 43, uh, it will show you, okay, we're bringing this into the school, and we're going to bring it into after school programs, like what uh the person in um, the video at the top of the show was saying, you know, it's going to be not just in schools, because we can't get just to public school kids, we have to get to the entire community, because after all, it's, you know, village idiot time when it comes to uh, the community policing us. Uh, But it's going to show you, yes. Oh, and then, by the way, the next uh, page, after saying we're going to bring it into schools and into after-school programs, Tim, they prop up the Flemish model for how successful all this is.
3: And just how successful is it?
4: Oh, it has reshaped their entire nation, and everything is good and well and fine and wonderful, and nobody knows the difference. Because why? Why? The government's taking care of them.
3: But it's really not changed anything, has it? It's just something that they Mm -hmm. poured more money in. Somebody else has got more money and more jobs for and uh, and more control over the minds of the children.
2: Absolutely.
4: Now, to continue our building from the foundation of where we started. Okay, I hope folks are seeing the pattern that is encroaching here or is being built here. Now, we're going to continue it. We're going to start putting the roof on this puppy, okay? We're going to go to the Ed House Republican press release that was just put out by, let's see, what is his name? It's Representative Fulcher. So instead of it being Representative Fox, this one's by Fulcher. And read the headline, please.
3: Fulcher, the best way to prevent juvenile crime is by offering youth more opportunities for success, okay?
4: (laughs) Okay, now remember, the government is defining not only the juvenile system, but the opportunities as well as the success. And if you read his opening statement, it is absolutely... Now, this was before the hearing, which was what we showed at the top of the show, okay? But if you will just read his press release, uh, because mine's not uh, loading properly. Okay. Uh, but I want I want folks to hear his tone. I want you to think of everything that we've shown you thus far, okay?
3: Okay. All right. Today, Civil Rights and Human Services Subcommittee Republican Leader Russ Fulcher from Idaho, delivered the following remarks as prepared for delivery at a subcommittee hearing on preventing youth from encountering the juvenile justice system. Supporting America's young people and keeping our community safe are priorities Republicans have long supported. Unconstitutional mm. ones, I could say. As, yeah, as their, their
4: I was just going to say kabuki theater. <laughs> yep.
3: Federal policies have focused for years on empowering local efforts to place at-risk youth on the right path. In fact, Republicans shepherded The last reauthorization of the Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention Act to reflect those priorities. In that reauthorization, we took steps to improve the juvenile justice system with legislation that promotes public safety through prevention efforts and gives state and local leaders more flexibility to meet the needs of at risk youth while also implementing transparency and accountability measures. As we heard, let's stop
4: right there. Sure. Let's stop right there. We're going to skip down. Programs at the state and local levels will will help secure brighter futures for these young people. We must promote, I hope you're ready for this, positive and holistic youth development programs. Young people who have had their educational, relational, emotional, spiritual, and physical needs met are far like Leslie to participate in illicit activity. And these kinds of programs, Tim, run at the local level and best developed and implemented, will use community partnerships, including those in the faith community, to address the unique needs of youth in that community. We must do a better job of utilizing public-private partnerships, Tim. Local educators, social workers, faith-based providers, and community leaders, not Washington bureaucrats. And he goes on and on. And I tell you, by the time you get through, it's just like you've got to be kidding me. Because this is taking that international program we just looked at and bringing it in through an American congressional funnel and saying, oh, yes, this is a good thing.
3: Well, what I see them doing is setting up to where they're like when he says this, he says the kinds of programs are best developed, implemented and run at the local Mm -hmm. level. Well, I, I agree, but not by government. Not by government.
4: But, but, right, and what was this hearing about? Propping up a Republican Majority Act, and here we are, midterms, and, oh, yes, here's one more piece of evidence that the Republicans are all about you. They're going to take care of you.
3: Yeah, well, the the thing that he says, though, is utilizing Mm -hmm. community partners, including those in the faith community, to address the unique Mm -hmm. needs of the youth in that community. Well, dummy... What? uh, Here's the problem. The problem is not government going. Well, it is. It is the problem. They're trying to fill a vacuum. The problem is that these these the faith community. Let's let's just say the Christian community. I'm not including everybody else. The Christian Mm -hmm. community, the Christian church, has failed to do what they failed to do, and as a result of that, look what they're doing. The government is wanting to control the faith community, the the Christian community. I'm going to say the Christian community. I know they link everybody else in. But I'm saying if Christians had been doing what they were supposed to do locally in the community, none of this would be necessary.
4: I know. I know. And we have discussed this many, many times, but this is the kind of stuff that is going on behind the R versus G or the Trump twenty twenty four or the, you know, the whoever else twenty twenty-four. This is what's happening right before you. And this is why we need to talk about it, because you keep Ignoring it and it's going to be in your community and it it'll be too late to stop it. Okay, so you see how draconian all this is coming in. And it's talking about what is criminal justice. If we can get to your behavior, we can streamline you. Blah 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 blah. Well, this is going to lead into what is just happening in the state of Illinois. This will go into effect January the first, twenty twenty three. It's called the Safe. T, with a capital T, ACT. And Governor Pritzker has signed this, I think back in 2021, but it's um, it's gonna take place here in January. And if you look at the image that I have provided for you, we'll get to that website in just a minute, Tim. Let's go to the image first, because this will play right into this uh, building that I've been trying to make this entire show. And this is redefining, Tim, what is uh, a detainable offense, and what is not? And if we're talking about trying to keep kids out of a uh, out of the, the juvenile justice system, this is going to play right into this. So, if you would, for those who cannot see that, would you just go down the list of what now will be determined as you're not going to be uh, detained in jail?
3: Yeah, the following crimes would become non-detainable. Offenses after the Safety Act goes into effect, meaning that criminals will be allowed to be charged with and released for these crimes without bail. Second degree mm-hmm. murder, drug induced homicide, arson, aggravated battery, kidnapping, kidnapping, hmm, burglary, mm-hmm. robbery, intimidation, aggravated DUI, aggravated fleeing and eluding, drug offenses, threatening a public official.
4: Okay. That's a huge part of the juvenile justice uh, system, is it not?
3: I would think it would be.
4: It absolutely is. Now, if you go in back to the uh, the website you were going to, okay, this is the Illinois Criminal Justice, and this will give you the roles and responsibilities, and it will tell you, oh, yes, we're doing this, and it will tell you, okay, he signed this in, Pritzker signed this into law January twenty second, 2021. It's known formally as the Illinois Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today or the Safety Act. It's a sweeping reform impacting many aspects of the criminal justice system, including pre-arrest diversion, policing, pretrial sentencing, and corrections. Many of these will take effect July 1st, however... The rest of them come in on January the 1st, 2023, and it will tell you if you want to read the whole thing. Okay, here are the highlights in the use of force. Offers new standards for police force use. That one's again for a minute. Requires officers to provide aid after using force. Requires officers to intervene if other officers' use is unauthorized or excessive. Prohibits police access to any military equipment surplus program or specific purchasing types of equipment. Requires publishing of any purchase, request, or receipt of equipment through any military purchasing program. Do you see what they're doing? They're widening the net on who can purchase and who can't and how that's going to be tracked. All right. It will expand the use of and changes guidelines and requirements for body worn cameras who may access, review or delete the footage.
3: Well, I got to tell you, Lynn, on some of these yeah. things, I think on some of these things listed here, I think mm-hmm. there's some good things. But it's like, why? OK, why you guys weren't requiring officers to provide aid to those they use force on in the in the first place? I mean, that just seems to be a moral issue that you should do that. The other thing about prohibiting them to any military equipment surplus program yeah I'm totally for that because right. I want the line I want the strings cut from local to feds I want those things right. cut they shouldn't have M do we really need right. that here
4: right and, and I'm, I'm not arguing on some okay. of these but it that's that's what they want you to look at okay it's the other stuff that is the problem with this act that they don't want you to know about, and that's what has been exposed. One of it is a mandate to uh, reporting to the FBI uh, National Use of Force database. So if you wanna try to say, okay, this is gonna be some good, well, you just hooked in the FBI database, and we know how corrupt the FBI is, but the database means you're being data tracked. Now, here are some Well, additionally,
3: let me ask something about that there. Okay. you know if this is a state matter if if we aren't dealing with people crossing state lines and stuff why does that need to be reported to the feds in the first place
4: don't know but you know here's the thing it's being used as a model for other states to consider in their state so this is what is so dangerous about this now as far as the things they don't want you to know about okay this is from kankakee illinois i hope i said that right now this is um, Art Benevis-Diz. I, I probably slaughtered that name, but anyway, uh, critics are taking the Safety Act to task because they have found critical flaws in the bill's provisions that will com- make your community less safe. The Safety Act, which goes into effect January the first, twenty twenty three, authorizes vast reform. Affects many sectors of criminal justice system, and it goes on to tell you now the most. Con- tenacious portion is it eliminates cash bail all right uh let's see here Well, here we have a republican candidate for office tim Mm, okay is this more about calling out what's wrong or is this more about helping him seek votes i don't know but here was his facebook post patrick joyce is continuing illinois democrats radical push to defund the police and make our communities less safe The Safety Act is set to abolish cash bail, which is an important tool used by law enforcement to keep dangerous criminals off the street before a trial can be held. This would allow rapists, domestic abusers, murderers, and other violent criminals an easy off in the name of social justice. I joined residents of the 40th District to demand that Patrick Doyce denounce the Safety Act and call for a repeal. And the article goes on and on and on to tell you about more of the problems with this Safety Act. Now, we know that crime, whether it's minor crime or major crime, does not know any age limit. If someone is going to commit a crime they're going to do it but if you eliminate cash bail and you have a young person who's in school and they've committed one of these is that going to teach them that hey i really need to be sorry for what i did i need to pay for what i did or is it going to let them know hey no problem no harm no foul you're good you can go
3: yeah you know i struggle with some of the things i think when there's something where there when it's clear that somebody mm-hmm. has, has done something. You've got you've got video on that, you've got multiple eyewitnesses and stuff. You you definitely need to keep somebody who's kidnapped somebody who is involved in second degree murder, all this kind of definitely for that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but then sometimes it spills over into this long process to where somebody actually might be innocent and they're not getting their 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 liberty's being held up. And so i understand the one side and i see the other side too Mm -hmm. and i Mm -hmm. think yeah if you've got somebody on a very serious charge there and you already have a number of witnesses a number because the bible says two or three Mm -hmm. witnesses confirm the matter if you have those kinds of things then yeah you don't just let the person out and and do what do whatever they're going to do you just don't do that
4: right but this doesn't uh, from what it's sounding like it doesn't Sound like it's going to take a case by case consideration. It sounds—it's just like broad brushing going- in it. Yeah, absolutely. That's my whole point. And if you tie it back to the original video that we started with, do you see? the dangers that are lurking. I'm not saying they're actually there, but do you see where it is just full of opportunity for the government to come in and go, "Oh no, oh no, we're here to we're here to handle it, we're here to help." You know, you don't know what you're doing. We we've got all this. That's what I want folks to be looking at because remember, they're coming after your kids from every angle. They're coming after you from every angle, and this is just one more way to do it.
3: Yeah, I was gonna. I, it reminds me because I played it earlier. Uh, played it last week. This mm-hmm. was, uh, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll kick this in here. This mm-hmm. is the mayor of Cook County, uh, and it's got a little bit of noise that comes through with it because they're they're saying right. he's si- he's he's sounding the purge siren here. And I think that's exactly
0: what's going on. Listen to what he has to say. As of January first, twenty twenty three, the following things will go into effect, and people need to be aware of this. It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes, but isn't limited to, kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They can almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. It denies victims their constitutional rights. And keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners. Officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your resident, residents or your businesses. Someone could decide to live in your shed, and all we can do is give them a ticket. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them and whether or not it's legal. This is a massive threat to the residents of Oil Park, Cook County, and Illinois.
3: All right. So, Lynn, the question Mm -hmm. I have is, let's take that, for instance, somebody Mm -hmm. goes and they get in your shed, right? And you go, Mm -hmm. no, you got to go, dude. You got to go. And they don't want to leave. And let's say they pull out a gun on you, and you pull a gun out and shoot them dead. I guess you don't get to to have any bail on you either, do you? Because wouldn't that be sort of considered, if they're going to charge you, it wouldn't be premeditated murder, obviously. It'd be a self-defense act. But this is Cook County, after all. This is Chicago. This is uh, Beetlejuice Mayor uh, Lightfoot down there. And so when when you've got that kind of thing, boy you're just opening up the floodgates for all kinds of problems i i can see that
4: right okay they can give the shed occupant a ticket but what are they going to do to you yeah. for acting on it they're gonna throw the book at you and you know it, it just it absolutely is but remember when you've got the UN defining this and it's trickling down, and now it's shown up in Illinois, which I'm not surprised because if you remember, Chicago is a hub for the United States and South America as far as for the UN. So, just let that sink in for a minute but i hope folks are seeing that this is yet one more way through school after school now your church and all the community for them to come in and go well we just have you tied up in this nice little bundle and the last resource that we will have for you in the archive i gave a link to all the articles on restorative justice that you and i have done tim as well as others on the 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 just farce of that particular phrase
3: okay all right yeah i'm showing a few of those now and people will be able to click on have a one-stop click there and they can uh, check that out
4: there's our our show the school shooting mental health and the new government tyranny advancing that was the one where we did after the the oxford park okay so there we go
3: all right. Well, we are done a little early, and I just want to let mm-hmm. people know we, we are pre-recording the show because I'm assuming at the time that this airs, uh, you'll be getting ready to um, do your thing there with your doctor. Yep.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh,
3: so if you want to take time and tell people a little bit about what's going on uh, in mm-hmm. case, I know many people have been praying for you, supporting you, yeah. and stuff like that. Abs- but if you want absolutely. to give them a little update for that, that'd be great.
4: Okay, well, we've got, um, I've talked with my acupuncturist, I've talked with my um, other healthcare professionals, and we have a really good game plan together. All are in agreement that the best thing for me to do to be able to get this titanium marker that was placed without my consent is to go ahead and get uh, the lump and the uh, marker out, and then from there, we're going to step in with integrative uh medicines and um, supplements and i'll start the uh the dsm that tim gave me i'll be able to start uh the let's see there is a uh, whole list of supplements. And then I'm going to be uh, looking into, it was recommended that I look into uh, infrared sauna. I know that's quite expensive. And I know that people have been so wonderful in financially blessing us. Now we were able to reach the copay because we are having to unfortunately go through my husband's insurance. And a lot of this is not covered. So we were able to get the uh, 1600 for the copay for that. But we're still short food and gas for while we're on the road so the best way if you want to help offset any of that is through my paypal on common core diva and just let me know it is to help offset that uh if you want to still send encouraging cards and financial donations through the snail mail you get in touch with tim he could help you with that because i've been told that my uh supplements and the treatments that i'm going to need to do for infrared and all that are going to be many months past but that i should be up and running functionally and back to full health within less than six months
3: okay so lynn i want to ask a question you said Mm -hmm. a marker a titanium marker that was uh that was put in without your consent you know when Mm -hmm. you say that That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, what? Tell us what went on here.
4: Well, it was okay. It was after the mammogram, and you know, they they thought, well, okay, we we need to take a tissue sample because we suspected it's cancer. And it was when they were doing that that I heard this extra click, and I said, "What was that?" And they said, "Well, that's the marker." I said, "What do you mean, the marker?" They said, "Well, this it's a titanium chip." And I'm like, "Really?" Ah, uh, well. You know, what is this going to do? What is it? What is it going to set off? What is it going to do to me? Oh, you won't feel it. It, it. It's like it won't be there. And, um, they lied through their teeth. I can absolutely. So when I talked with the acupuncturist, when I talked with my other more naturally based health care professional, she was like, okay, honey, the best thing we can do is we've got to get that out because that is doing more that you don't need. Uh,
3: I would think so. Yep.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. So that's one of the main reasons why we chose. It was after careful consideration because I'm not a big fan of, you know, surgery, but this is the best option that we have for the circumstances that have been presented. And it's... It's a double-edged sword, and I know it, but I have full confidence in every person who has provided supplements, detoxification, any of that sort of thing. I have full faith that this is where God is leading, and this is an opportunity for me to have a great health reset probably one of the best in my entire life and tim i cannot tell you how much of a blessing that is and how much i'm looking forward to that because you know i thought i was taking care of myself obviously i haven't and so this is a time for me to finally hopefully get it right and stay on that track
3: yeah amen amen well i'm glad that they had enough sense to say this is not a good thing i yeah What can I ask this question? Mm -hmm. Did they tell you why they need to put a marker in you
4: so that they can find it better? Because there is, you know, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Are you not the the surgeons? Why could? Why do you need to have a marker to find something? Yeah, when you've got evidence that it's there, this still has not made. Yeah. This still has not made sense to me. I will tell you, though, that the pectisol that was prescribed has done exactly what the goal was, and that is to encapsulate what is there that is malignant, or or they're saying is malignant, and so it's going to be a one and done, and I'm so grateful for that. So we're, we're going to get through this. We're going to be done with it, and I can keep going, and that's what I'm so tickled about. It's just getting from here to there.
3: Sure. Sure. Well, we're we're wishing you the best there. And uh, how long are they saying that it's probably going to take you to recuperate and everything? How long before you? Couple of
4: weeks. Okay. Couple how of long weeks. before you
3: leave there? Is that like an outpatient patient surgery kind of thing?
4: It's it's a day. And so, what my family and I have done with some of the money that we were blessed with was we got an Airbnb home, and that's like a rental home, short-term basis, and we've got it for. Tuesday the 13th through Friday the 16th. That way, if I'm feeling really, ew, I don't have to, you know, get in the car and drive all the way home. So we're about three hours away from where the teaching hospital is. And so, um, you know, there was even provision in that. Uh, so it's just been blessing after blessing just in ways I never thought it would be, which is why I was kind of joking when I said somebody asked I should write a book. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. But anyway, so for the next couple of weeks after this one airs, Suzanne Hamner is going to step in and take my place, and she's going to be your other rotten to the core uh, Wednesday personality, but she's got educratic BS for you out the wazoo and you and she are going to have a wonderful time together. Just remember that um we are all, I hate to use this phrase because it's been so misused by the government, but we truly are walking this journey together and I cannot tell you how grateful I am for you, Tim, for your family, for everyone in the SOL family, for those who have shared outside the SOL family and have been able to just do so to to model the hands and feet of Christ, not only for myself, but for my family. Amen. And I know that this will bring blessing and I know healing. Absolutely. So if you want to talk about the true restorative, this is i'm going to be living that out and i think that is a wonderful opportunity because it'll give me a much better platform to come and serve you guys and serve the lord through uh, through uh what i do so i can be better at it um the only pressing needs we have i said are you know the travel and the gas so again uh god i know will provide that and we will see how he blesses those who have blessed us
3: Amen, amen. And by the way, some of that blessings already kind of taking place. I told mm-hmm. people, I said, just watch. We're coming on midterms. They're gonna they're gonna start lowering the gas prices, and they have been doing that. Some it's still yeah. v- very high, but they have been doing that. So that's a that's a place where that comes in too.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
3: appreciate you saying that about the audience. I I know from yeah. uh, also from experience, many of our listeners have been very kind to our family and mm-hmm. uh, supported us uh, when you know. I'm I'm just saying, Father, you know what I need. And I, yeah. I'm doing everything I can to meet the need, but, uh, you know, we're, we're going to need something more than what I'm doing. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some some listener out there uh, just this week, you know, our friend Sherry uh, sent mm-hmm. sent a gift and I, I can't express to you.
4: Yeah. I know.
3: I, I just I can't know. express I got, how you have. <laughs> God moves upon the hearts of his people.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: and they're so selfless They They hold what they have with an open hand and Mm -hmm. it is it really is a blessing uh you know i'm not promising anybody anything from it you know like some of these tv evangelists because i don't even like to talk about the donations and stuff at the first of the show and yet god is faithful in that
4: well you know how many times i don't want to but i know it's what helped keep me going to do this research all these years and you know there and like you've said before, there's uh, God knows exactly the precise moment that you need that help in whatever form it comes in, and so uh, you know I'm tr- the head is trying to go, ah, but the heart is okay yep. because the heart knows. It's a piece. It's just trying to get the head to, to come along. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I get it, Lynn. We got about uh, 25 okay. seconds here. Tell people where they can find okay. out more about you and also okay. about the Caring Bridge page
4: okay yes the Caring bridge uh, we have that available uh that we're going to try to keep updated live throughout the, the the upcoming next few days so be sure to check there if you want to help offset uh travel food best place right now the fastest to get it to me is on commoncordiva.com hit the donate button yes it is paypal but that's the best we can do
3: okay all right lynn taylor Thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for all you do. And, uh, guys, again, if you want to help her, go to CaringBridge.com. You can go to Common Core Diva, and you can support her there. Um, tomorrow, we'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Lord willing, talk to you then.
1: See you.